Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Transmissions from the Evil Lair time. And of course, I'm C-Mark doing this week's intro. Uh, this week, we have gathered the new generation of Evil Geek gamers. Uh, we've tried to talk games a couple of times, and it just seems like we don't do it enough. It's like every couple of years, we finally get around to getting a gaming podcast out, a video game podcast, that is. But this is our latest try, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do it a little bit more frequently. Uh, it's myself, Undies of 1D. We had Zach P. joining us again. Uh, you might know him from our Game of Thrones reviews. Uh, but he's also uh, an avid gamer himself, so he joined us, as well as a, uh, a new person uh, making their first appearance on the show. We have the mysterious Kong Buster. Uh, he's a uh, obviously a Donkey Kong fan, uh, but uh, he's been you know big uh, video game player. Uh, so basically, we just kind of talk about gaming in general today. We, you know, we we set our uh, kind of get on the same page. It's the first time we've ever talked about gaming, so we're all kind of you know syncing up. Uh, we talk about uh, you know our credentials a little bit. We talk about what we're playing right now all around. It's just, you know, video game goodness. Hope you enjoy it. Transmissions from the evil lair. This weekend, I had the lovely pleasure of being invited to KatsuCon as press for evil. Geek. Oh, wow. So thank you. Thank you. KatsuCon for having us, um, covering the event. Um, but I, I, the one thing I need to talk about that apparently happened at KatsuCon that, it's just like it's been weighing on me in so many different ways that I, like, I have a lot of questions. But um, so the story on the internet is that somebody at KatsuCon on Thursday shoved an entire lava lamp up their asshole. That's what I just saw recently too. Incredible. On the floor in the atrium. Disgust. This happened. To I'm 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 interested because you know what that takes that takes a lot of effort. It definitely takes a lot of lube. It definitely muscle takes control. You know? yeah, but I, I it's a muscle control. Questions. Apparently, the lava lamp was on. Lava lamp. I was going to say, on a lava lamp before. So that went up her asshole. Like, is she okay? Oh, it's a it's a female person. Oh, oh my god, it was a female. Yes, there's video. <laughs> oh my. There's video of her twerking shit. and mooning. That's just. That just added another like six like, layers to this story. But, um, <laughs> I, I, but she dressed as like you know. There's so many questions. We have she add. was in cosplay. She was wearing some sort of white thong. Uh, the video is very fuzzy, but the internet has taken <laughs> to calling her lava booty. So she's lava That's, booty. You know what? Out of all of the out of all of the nicknames you could have gotten out of that situation, that one is the best. Like, yeah. You know. um, so Can I just say, even though this happened like what two days ago, maybe it happened on Thursday. I guarantee. Yes, you, boy, lava girl. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, right now, somewhere in the U.S., somebody is working in a lava booty cosplay. I, 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 we've been talking yeah. about yeah. it in this group that I'm in. I was just gonna say, you know, also, I'm working on my lava booty cosplay for next year. Um, yeah, it'll just basically be a lava lamp covered in shit at the top. So you know what I'm, I'm thinking is like, 
that's got to be somebody's thing too. You know, there's got to be at least one guy out there that they're like, I, "This is amazing! I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> you know, like yeah, but that's only yeah, one like a spontaneous thing. Like you have to plan working up to a lava lamp. I don't know if yeah. the poop, the poop in the atrium was related to the lava lamp, but I can only imagine that after you shove a lava lamp up your ass, you're gonna probably poop somewhere. So I um, would like to think they're two separate incidents. That would be the best part of this. These are completely unrelated. Well, last. Last year yeah. we had, you know, uh, Zachy P and I were both evacuated in the freezing cold. Um, That's true. Yeah, I was lost without a cell phone. Um, then denied entrance into a, an establishment because I don't know. Race I was maybe I don't know. You know, I was in the my I had not a whole lot of cosplay going on that particular con, but I was in my least warm cosplay at that particular time I was the Riddler and I was just in a suit and I was just like I am I am no longer a man my balls have receded inside me from the sheer cold and I was in booby armor so yeah straight up crossplay in a suit and booby armor right here so oh I know oh I know I'm sure I'm sure it was nowhere near as as horrid as your experience yes Anyway, on that note... Wait, I wasn't done with that, but this year it was like 70 degrees. We got to go outside, so that part was really cool. So, uh, hats off to you, Katsukan. Hats off to you, Lava Booty. And now with that, go ahead. Oh, now I can start the show? Yes, now you may start the show after I... I needed to talk about the Lava Lamp. Yeah, uh, anyway, on that note, it's not the least classiest way we've ever started or ended one of these podcasts, but, uh, this is Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Uh, of course, that means I'm Seymour. I'm Undies of Wendy. And joining us today, we have two, uh, one returning guest and one first-time guest. Uh, joining us again today, we have... Jackie P. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Thank you for coming back. And Anytime. his first appearance on the show, we have the mysterious Kongbuster. That's me. <laughs> What's going on, guys? We got bananas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's gonna get bananas. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> um, when Stefani warned us many times yeah, this would happen. Did. She even spelled it out for us. I mean, like, truly. Really, I mean, you know, come on. No one will ever misspell it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but being that we have Combuster on this podcast, we have decided that we will be talking about all things video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've talked video games. We've done, like, shows here and there about video games, but we kind of... We were in like a Disney, like a Disney Infinity coma for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, but we're out of that. We're back to gaming, and we're we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, so starting right off, uh, Kongbuster, you've been on Twitch now for a couple of years. Yeah, actually, um, way back in 2012, I got started when I saw some guys like uh, Atma Zero One and things like that doing. Uh, <clears throat> Twitch streams and whatnot. From there, I put everything from like retro games to mid-age, like the GameCube era, even up to new things like said Overwatch, uh, Counter-Strike, uh, Global Offensive, even the things way back when, like uh, Donkey Kong Country One, Two, and Three, and even some uh, Blast Core Sixty Four. All kinds of old retro titles, but also something that uh, I'm divulging into more and more, like Mother Russia Bleeds, a really sick game made by uh, Devolver Digital, the same guys who did Hotline Miami, which a lot of people are pretty well aware of. Yeah, right, so I'm gonna have to stop this. you right there. Yeah. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. What on earth does that mean? Because that that has my name all over it. I don't know what I heard. Russia. I heard. I heard. Bleeding. Word sounds intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What? 
didn't spend $35,000 on a history degree for nothing. So why don't you, why don't you let us know what that is? Yeah, so Mother Russia Bleeds, um, essentially, so so back in the day when you played games like uh, Streets of Rage 2, so take that formula, give it a bunch of other moves, different combos, things like that, and uh, there's a big twist where there's this thing called Necro in the game where basically, long story short, from the beginning, it's the year is 1985, so, so something roughly around the mid-80s, which makes sense, you know, Hotline Miami, that entire era is pretty cool, and um, you and your Russian brothers and, and this huge, huge-ass brotherhood that's going on is basically it's a fight club amongst your friends, but of course they don't talk about it. But somebody clearly did talk about it because then a few more minutes into the game, a big SWAT team shows up and basically takes all of you guys out. And then um, you, you figure out oh. why you're infected with this necro and things like that. And this necro is more or less kind of like this huge drug that is going around that is turning people into zombies, turning people into... Uh, Addicts and whatnot. Sort of imagine um, Deus Ex with all the reliance on machinery and the android bodies. Imagine that, but you constantly inject yourself, you sap this energy out of other people that are affected by Necro, and it turns into this. And actually, it's, it's cool because uh, it's all local multiplayer. There's no LAN whatsoever with it. It's literally guys you have in your same room with USB controllers, and you play it to controllers that way. And, oh, and, 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 and yeah, and people can ragtag in at any time whether they want to from the beginning or the middle. And every single level has a huge boss. Every boss is different, and I love it so far. And it's extremely gory. Like, really, really gory. Nice. Even more than Hollow Miami. That sounds... Uh, like It's a Russian fight club in 1980s Miami. Like, yeah. it's the best place sounds ever. Literally fine to me. Sounds fine by me. <laughs> Can we get um, a movie of, of based off of this video game? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Watch shit out of it. Um, I, I was gonna say, like, the way you were describing it, it was like an old school, like, Streets of Rage type, you know, beat 'em up type of game. It has been mm -hmm. a very, very long time since, like, there's been a good one of those type games out. Honestly, yeah. the last one, like, the last, like, memorable one, which I don't even, like, I wouldn't even say I was really into, does anybody remember The Bouncer for PS2? Oh my god. I was just talking about that game on my <laughs> Facebook feed today. Because they were like, what's that game where you, it starts out at nighttime and like somebody managed to come up with this game and it was the right one. It was just like super random. But <laughs> but that was like a. I don't know. That was like a side scroller, but it had like moves and stuff that you can learn. It wasn't just like punch, 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 jump, punch, punch, punch. No, that, that, that reminds me of the old school, uh, you know, just the, being able to like. Uh, like power up your moves and stuff. The the thing that immediately comes to mind for me is the Two Towers uh, Lord of the Rings GameCube game. <laughs> that was uh, I spent many an hour of my uh, horrible, I never played the awkward... GameCube one. I played the PS2 one, which was awesome. Like honestly, it's 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 an experience. It's something that everyone should probably go through at least once well, in their life. Me, because... When I was in middle school, I did a lot of that with my with my uh, best friend Tyler. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was a great action game, but it had the like, the RPG elements where you could power stuff up. Yeah. It's so weird, because Seymour and I were having this conversation driving the other day, where we were just driving along, minding our own business, and I just went, I miss the GameCube. I don't know why. I just miss the GameCube. We all miss the GameCube. It was just, it was just a simpler time. It, it was, was just it was. A, <laughs> it was a simpler like, time. Um, it was a better time. I feel like a lot of... Uh, that's a good point that you bring in about simpler time and simpler games and stuff like that. Um, I... I honestly miss those days because a lot of this next gen stuff i can't really get behind because i, I just a lot to learn at once like yeah, I mean, they've already like leveled up from that one but i still don't understand it so i i don't know call me i mean fashion. i think it's 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 gotta be there's pretty much a way where you have to stay relatively on top of things in order to uh, understand that times have changed, and if you're if you're not like 
going along with it in every step. Like if you're not there on every step, it really doesn't. Uh, it really kind of leaves you in the dust. I absolutely, I absolutely empathize with you. I understand. Yeah, because I literally, I mean, honestly, the things that I play mostly, what I'm playing right now, uh, basically handheld stuff, because I love my 3DS. And I, even though I literally, I've had Pokemon Moon, and I've not really played it past the opening part because school oh, really? is a bitch, and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But I happen to be playing Pokemon Sun right now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> look at that! Well, I mean, I'm, I've always been really into Pokemon games. To be fair. Um, was really big into Pokemon Go for summer. I think everyone was. Once again, just the summer. Simpler time, guys. Just the time where we all got along. Uh, you remember the good old days? Yeah, six months ago. Yeah, literally. Good old days. Um, but yeah, no, most of the stuff I play is Pokemon games. Uh, my one guilty pleasure, which is might sound a little weird, I'm so into Pokemon Shuffle, it's not even funny. Like, it is oh, man, I like, never played that. It is so fucking addicting. Like... Candy Crush level of addicting, but like even better because you can catch Pokemon. So that's true. That's your kind of shit. Get on it. I think I've said it on every video game podcast that we've ever done, but I'm gonna say it again. Pokemon Puzzle League is the best Pokemon video game. Hands I will fight you at that. I'm super good at that game. Yes. I. I am. Uh, I'll put my hat in the ring for uh, any. Uh, oh my God! Was it Puzzle Fighter? No, I think it's got to be the uh, the old school Pokemon Stadium. I spent a lot of hours of my hormone-addled, horrible, awkward teenage years <laughs> on the mini playing games? the original. Yeah, the original Pokemon set. You know that that fucking announcer guy that you always remember. You remember his <laughs> voice? TV yeah, TV. I remember. I, I that wish was... I could say I was a uh, you know an awkward young team when I when I got into Pokemon <laughs> Puzzle League. Uh, the truth of the matter is that came out when we were in college. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! Uh, Big Evil, who was on this podcast every now and again, uh, he was the one who like originally like we found it. We ended up in his house one night. He was living with his sister at the time, who had young children, and like we stumbled in drunk and like we were looking for games to play, and we're like, "Hey, Pokemon Puzzle League! Let's play Pokemon Puzzle League!" And like it led to like just goofing around drunk. It led to the most competitive like. I have ever been with a lot of my friends in my entire life. Like, shit got vicious, like, at times when we were playing oh, yeah. that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah, you too. <laughs> They're fucking nuts. But, yeah, no, that, that game, I feel like that's a game where you could, like, you can... Friendships could be lost. Like, yeah. shit, shit can go I'm down. i dump a giant, like, batch of mismatched blocks onto your fucking thing. Like. Literally. So, do you think that it's, like... We, we talk about games that'll ruin people's friendships. Like, what is the one for you guys? What do you think that, like, you get the most competitive while playing? Mario Kart. With, with people. <laughs> I would say uh, Mario Kart Mario Party are classically a lot of the ones that people always tend to get Mario really, really Kart salty Mario over. Mario Party has ruined fucking friendships. Like, I can literally remember... Uh, do you know those, like, shitty GameStop controllers for the uh, GameCube? No, like, they were, like, see, with, they were see-through. With the buttons? Yeah, they were like see-through and they were like smaller than regular. You can look like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. I I um I destroyed one of those uh, playing Mario Party because Princess Peach as the AI has always been such a fucking bitch. Sorry. Yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, no, she literally like stomped up. It was like that. It, the game in Mario Party Four where um there's those trees and like one person gets to sit in the tree and the rest of the people have to run away and the tree stomps yeah. on you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. Fuck that game. Yeah. Fuck no, that. I really just, I really just think that like, for me, 
really the I mean like those are all perfect examples like those were the games that you think about all oh, those games ruin friendships but for me it was Halo 3 multiplayer Wait, which was really really tested some of my bonds with some people see I had like I, like one of my best friends and I would play that game like almost every weekend like all night long just in my living room like drinking just having an awesome time like so that was like a bonding game for me yeah no <laughs> It, it is. It definitely is for someone. But I have this friend. His name is Marlon, and we play on. We play Halo Three together in in high school and stuff. And he would just utterly wreck me every single time. Like I just, I, I've, I've said some very, I've said some inexcusable stuff to Marlon over Halo. <laughs> Poor Marlon. We're sorry, Marlon. Yeah. I uh, believe I once told him that I hope he finds his mother's head under his Christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> one time around the holidays. <laughs> That's it was shoddy snipers. It was shoddy snipers. I had the perfect shot and he killed me. You know, oh it was it was terrible. Um, one thing I will say is, you know, some people are like couples that play video games together stay together. Not for Seymour. Uh, I refuse to play video games with this motherfucker because he, <laughs> he he's just the type of person that he can pick up a video game and like never see it before and be like the best person playing the game. Which oh, is girl, so fuck yourself, Chris. <laughs> He doesn't even pretend to, like, let me win. He's just a fucker. So we don't play video games here together. Um, and we only play cooperative games, which, yeah. So. <laughs> Otherwise, this relationship will be ruined, so. I tried to get an, I tried to get an ex to play uh, Assassin's Creed, and I started her off on Brotherhood because I was the most... I had, I had played the first two and then i sold them so I was like this is all i got and she's like i want to play assassin's creed and then i'm like no you got to do this you got to assass you got to do this way you got to do this she she didn't like it at all <laughs> yeah no i'm not very good at puzzles uh, i'm not very good at navigating the game so if i need to like press a button and walk i can't do that that's not good for Incredible. me like, if you're somebody a bad time at a video game, have them play like Mist or the, the Adventures of Monkey Island. They'll get salty so quickly because they don't know how to solve puzzles and use logic. I can't. I'm like literally like you need to like go very fucking slow with me. That's why I'm good with like turn-based games because it gives me a minute to like collect myself. But like if I have to go somewhere and it's like no dodge this attack, I'll be like I'm dead. I don't know what the fuck to do. I quit. That's. I really love the Pokemon games. I need a minute to think. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. Exactly. You, you could stand there for the rest of time until you hit that A button. It's Nothing's going to happen. Um, you mentioned turn-based games. I, uh, I feel like I am in a minority by saying this. That, like I really, really miss turn-based RPGs. Like, Me too. I really would like a good like turn-based RPG right now. That's why you're, you've been playing Final Fantasy XV and I've been watching it and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This is not Final Fantasy. So, so I would really recommend Earthbound if you can get it. Oh, yeah. man. Old school. Yeah, yeah. that sounds very solid, honestly. But like he's playing yeah. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy used to be like a turn-based game where it's like, okay, you can do your thing and like wait and like you know kind of figure out the like, collect yourself. They mostly still are. Yeah. It's not yeah. Like that. Now it's like Zelda with dude bros in a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's what thirteen should have been, but because it was so different. But I mean, it's a good I game, mean, but it's like it, it's. It's not like I, you know. It's not like scratching that RPG itch that I have. Like I want like a good like turn-based game. I can't help you there. I I honestly can't even stand the Final Fantasy series. Like I see people wow. just like that's an unfair opinion. You know what? Fine, fine. Hoist me on my own petard for that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I've tried. I've tried a few of them. 
They don't make any sense. The only thing I got out of them was the existence of chocobos, and that's it. That's all I remember. And if you're gonna take, I was gonna say, give away. seven a shot. Seven's actually not bad. If you know what? I one literally had Final Fantasy. The existence of chocobos is a really good thing to take from it. So. I I had a roommate in college that was playing one of them, and he's like, you know, you'd really like it. And I'm like, you know what? I really wouldn't. You know, I had. I bet it was that that was really shitty. Um, you know yeah, what? Absolutely. I really would. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I'm done. I was gonna say like seven is like you know generally accepted as like the best one in the series. Uh, I would say my personal favorite is ten. Final Fantasy ten is X. great. I love yeah. that game. It's an awesome one. Um, that unpop- game I ground the shit out of like unpopular opinion. I like ten too. Nobody else in the human world does, but I think Dread Fears <laughs> are cute, so everyone can suck my dick because <laughs> literally. Um, my favorite RPGs actually, which um, I feel like are. Kind of- Un, unsp- unsung heroes in the RPG world. The Namco Tales of series. Some of my favorite fucking games of all time. Not even gonna lie. Tales of Symphonia, <laughs> one of the first games I ever like fully beat by myself. Um, still one of my favorite games ever. I was uh, I was a huge fan of the Dragon Age series. Ooh. If you can qualify that as an as an RPG, I think you probably could. Yeah, those are pretty and, good. action RPG. Yeah. I mean, I played, I played because um, a friend of mine had showed to me like you're really gonna like it, like, and I'm like, you know what, whatever. So I picked up Inquisition, and I figured, why not? And I had an outrageous time. I loved it, and so I went back and I played the other two, and it was incredible. That I, I mean, if you can make me love a character that's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. of all people, then. <laughs> The Iron Bull is one of the best characters in any video game. I have, I have his shirt. Voice of that character. Yeah, the giant guy with the horns. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. Absolutely, wow. Fred. Fred from the live-action Scooby Doo. Husband, husbando of Sarah Michelle Gellar, Queen of Life. Yeah. See, it did come back to Buffy. I win. Typical <laughs> RPGs of me. Um, I, I, I don't keep up to date on new stuff. I take a look at stuff that, that I never played back then when I was a kid because when I was growing up. I really the only RPG I ever was really familiar with ever was Pokemon, and that was it. So looking back on it, I saw all the shit that was insanely better. And from from from, from my perspective, that I'm like I missed that. Players found that I'm like, oh my god, where where have I been? Played FF7. I'm like, wow, this actually wasn't too bad. That was so for played- SNES or NES. Yes, correct. Yep. Um, well, also there was a game called Earthbound Zero on NES as well. That that was a precursor to it. That was on the only on the Famicom in Japan uh, at the time. Even like if you play these games as a kid, there's a lot of stuff that you miss, and then when you oh, go back course. and yeah. play it, oh, especially in Earthbound. Oh yeah, it's like totally a different experience for you, which is why like those Tales games, like I could just keep going back to them. It's like I loved them growing up in middle school. I still love them now. It just like brings you that little like nostalgia. So fun, love it. Um, another game when you were talking about turn-based games, I like had like a flashback of like me renting this game from Blockbuster. Did anyone ever play Ark the Lad? Uh, I, I feel like I've heard the name. Ark the Lad was a really good turn-based RPG. I had fun with it. That's that's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's all I had to say about that. Oh my god! What's the I worst mean, video game you've ever played? Worst? That is a okay. As far as a letdown, because actually, I would say there are things that are the worst experiences, but things that were a huge letdown for me. Um, way back when, I played it for what it was, but I was very, very, very like flaccid towards it. That was a Star Fox Adventures for, for the GameCube. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. The original Star Fox Palace? Is so awesome. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. The SNES version and N64 version. And the way, that's the thing. The way how they were hyping it up was that, oh, man, Rareware is going to make this. All these magazines are showing all kinds of great like shots of the game. Most, uh, Some of them were some of the R-Wing sections, and then some of them were like the cooler parts of the temples. And then it turns out to just be a pretty much a Zelda game, and that's all it is. Yeah. That, that's mostly like just a, a Zelda game, and that's really all it is. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I mean, the, I mean some of the greatest, some of the funniest moments... Uh, of my of my young life were spent in that game, like just reveling in how terrible it was. Like honestly, oh, yeah. like the voice direction is garbage. Like I've never. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for me, the biggest letdown uh, was for Xbox 360, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Like, oh boy. Ultimate Alliance One is like probably the best comic book video game ever. Like it was, it's such an awesome. It was one of my favorite 360 games, like of all time. And then the second one is such a step down in terms of, like, content and, like, just gameplay. Like, the first one was so deep. There was, like, so many characters, all these, like, hidden missions for each character. And the second one had, like, a dozen characters and, like, everything was kind of on rails. And it was just terrible. And they had, like, lame characters. Like I don't mind if it's on the rails, but it has to be done right if it's going to be on an on-the-rails game. Yeah, it was... Oh. Ugh. But uh, I mean, as far as the worst video game, I have been around long enough to have owned a copy of E.T. for Atari. Oh my god! Oh yeah, man! You know, I, I I was recently out here on Long Island. There's a uh, uh, this museum dedicated to old planes called the Cradle of Aviation. Yeah. And right now they're actually running this. Uh, they're running this um, kind of like a, a museum of video games, like kind of like through the years, like old cabinets stuff if you guys ever want to come by and check it out let me know uh it's running through it's running through december so you guys have got plenty of time all right um so that's the cradle of aviation museum on long island so uh and they had a copy of et for the atari and i i played a little bit of it and it is absolutely unplayable (laughs) (laughs) now imagine me i think i was like i mean i had atari we're like i've been playing video games since i was like two or three years old so, I mean, I had that when I was probably, like, three or four or five. I just pictured you in a little diaper playing video games. Yeah, like, so cute. But, like, still full man Chris with, like, the goatee and the, and the <laughs> curls and everything. Maybe Chris with the goatee. Like, I can't, like, not picture it. <laughs> it's just but really... getting, like, controller chuckingly angry at this game, like, because it was just so, <laughs> so pointless. Honestly, I'm just picturing your nephew playing, playing a game and throwing a controller now because it's just funny. Um... Yeah, no, I, I can't really, I can't really like pinpoint. Uh, actually, I probably can, but being a girl growing up and saying that you like video games when your relatives buy you video games, usually they buy you really fucking shitty video games. <laughs> whoa, like, whoa, whoa, like, Barbie, whoa! You're a girl, you like this? Like Mary Kate and Ashley Adventures. Like, I don't watch this shit. We have to we have to take a moment to recognize the pure cinematic glory that was Barbie Horse Adventures. You need to understand that that is a critical moment in gaming. First, the first video game I ever played on my own, like I probably beat on my own, was Barbie Ocean Adventures for my Game Boy. Hell yeah! That was a good game. I'm not gonna lie. Game graphics. You know, I I'm gonna use this this time to voice my shitty opinions on games. Um. I, I will say that there was a game that everybody thought was bad that I thought was pretty cool. Okay. And uh, yeah, that would be that would be Duke Nukem Forever. Duke Nukem Forever was kind of may, might be in my like top Before fifteen. Time, games. Dude, that was insane. Like it was super good. That game it was, was all right. People were like furious about that game. Yeah, I remember like everyone being Absolutely furious about furious. that game. I saw it in a GameStop for two ninety nine the other day. 
So <laughs> that's really sad. How bad? How how far the mighty have fallen? But I think um, for in regards to worst video game I've ever played, if I had to pinpoint it, uh, oh god, I'd probably have to say Shadow the Hedgehog for the GameCube. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have to say because like people shit on the game a lot, but of course there all, are also other really shitty. Sonic games too. Um, yeah, no, I think a lot of people hate the play control. I never really had a big problem with it. Not, I, I didn't like love the game, but I was I was kind of mad on par with it. You know, I was just like every time I played it, I was like, "There's there's no chance this is happening." Like, <laughs> it just I've never felt so hopeless playing a game before. Like I was like, "Well, I've I've died sixteen times in the last fifteen minutes, so I must like, be doing something wrong." You just have like an existential like point. crisis. You're just like, "Where am I? Who 100%. am I?" What am I doing? I was going to say, it sounds like Dark Souls. <laughs> like, I just keep dying. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get into the hardest I was going to say, I've never actually played any of those Dark Souls games. I keep hearing about them. Like, I never have actually either. Hard. I never have. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I'm horrible at video games. This is back when I used to play them all the time. It was really good at them. Dark Souls is not fun. Like, it's so hard that it's not fun at all. Um, actually, I could think of a really bad video game. Back to the worst video games. Um... There's a Resident Evil game. I think it's Resident Evil Outbreak, which was supposed to be online, but it was just that, yeah. um, interesting because like very very bad. Like it just it didn't make any sense to me. It was just like I don't know. It was just a bad time for everybody. Everyone hates Resident Evil Six. And I actually really like Resident Six. Evil. Is not great. <laughs> me and my I friend like screen for that. We're like it's mad. Love it. I love Jake. He's just hot. So and Pierce. We get Pierce and Chris. Pretty much gay. Almost canon. Good Pretty much gay. Pretty much. Hey, Chris becomes a shadow of himself in six from five and, and uh, other ones. It's kind of weird. Like yeah. he loses some muscle actually. Yeah. Well, sometimes they the way that they animate Chris Redfield a little ridiculous. Not gonna lie. Over punching, super good. No, not really, honestly. But um. How much yeah. steroids you on, Chris? Like how much, man? Please let me know. Did Enough. he break a, a rock in Resident Evil Five like by himself? Basically a boulder, like at least twice the size. He totally he, like, takes down. Yeah. Rips a boulder. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Actually, I, I was gonna say, speaking of Resident Evil, um, how many of them ha have you guys played? I played through one, two, three, four, uh, actually even five, and only a little bit of six at this point. I didn't finish six, um, but I did play the mercenary mode with my friend. I never actually owned six because I didn't have a next gen console, but I've played through. I think I've played through. All of them except for I hated four, so I don't know if I ever played really? four. Yeah. I played through one, two, three, and four. Code Veronica. Oh, I love Code Veronica. Oh, Code Veronica, I hated. Oh my god. What? I That's what clear. Was, um, does anybody remember the first person shooter Resident Evil? You mean um, Umbrella Chronicles? Was that yes. yes, I played that one too. The one for the Wii? R E E X. Umbrella Chronicles was the one for the Wii that was, it was like a first person. That was the real shooter, else. yeah. Yeah, that one, they came up for like PS2 also. I, I loved that game. I had so much fun with it because it was like all of the games smushed together. What about Zero? I, Zero's actually not bad. I uh, Zero, Zero. I think it's very great. different. Yeah, I never played Zero. That's not bad. I think I played it like once or twice. I never really got through it though. It's like Rebecca. I'm going to Rebecca. Rebecca is great. Rebecca is life. And Billy is I'm gonna I'm gonna fess up. I have not played a single Resident Evil game. Get on really? it right now. Yeah. Resident so first thing you should play, honestly, to get the true experience of it, is uh, the remake of it on, on uh, GameCube of the first one. 
That is the version you should play. You don't want to play the original. I don't even think there are copies of the original Resident Evil. I think maybe they burnt them in a fire. But they basically fixed everything that was wrong with it because. No, no, I mean, they exist. They exist. (laughs) But. There's also the uh, director's cut, too. Yeah. I I would say, like, the, the, uh, the, the quintessential Resident Evil experience would be number two. I think that would be the one I would. Two is solid. Yeah, it's a fucking one. Oh yeah, one is just awesome to me. Uh, personally, I think my favorite of the Resident Evil series is tied between three and Code Veronica. I just like them so much. Three is very solid. Me and my, my friend Mike uh, had two streaming sessions of the entire game, and I loved it from three, beginning to end. Three to me is definitely one of the scariest games in the series. Um, love Nemesis. I absolutely love Nemesis. He was like a Nemesis. random encounter in that game. I literally talked yeah, about it. He is random, time. but he's also not, because he has a lot of set encounters depending on what you're doing, and then he'll chase you as well. Yeah, I just hmm. remember being, like, nine years old, playing with my neighbor and his older brother, and, like, being scared shitless for, like, my whole yeah. life. Stores. I, 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 I love it. Stores. I actually love it my favorite um i mean hmm. yeah but zombie I, games i think i feel like resident evil like really just set the really sets the stage for like some some of the horror games that we have today that i don't think we would have if it wasn't for resident evil so if we're talking if we're gonna talk zombie games i feel that like uh one series that I can't, I would be remiss in sitting here and not mentioning is the Left 4 Dead series. I think those oh, were yeah, really absolutely solid games, really good. For sure. And that was like the first game to give you, like, the chance of being, like, the tank, the Hulk, like, that everybody's, like, trying to bring down. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I really had fun with those games. Um, I used to play those a lot in high school. Um, yeah. I definitely played a lot. We're, we are way overdue for another one of those games. Absolutely. <laughs> Left 4 Dead 3, Half-Life 3, Team Fortress 3. Never happened. Yeah. Team Fortress I mean, is so fun. Like I literally, like I want to play it right now. Like that's how fun it is. And speaking of Team Fortress, I mean Overwatch is honestly yeah. taking the world by storm, and it's basically Team Fortress, but uh, you know, with a lot, a lot more waifus. It is. But it also has a huge impact on not being super good at the game because ultimates are ultimately what make the game unbalanced, if you ask me. I mean, I mean, as far as Overwatch, everyone keeps telling me to cosplay as May, saying that I look like her, which I really just oh, attributed to the fact that she's she's chubby and has big boobs and glasses. But hey, I'll take it. She's cute. Brunette. Brunette yeah. as well. Because well. she's super Chinese, too. Yeah, yeah. Super Chinese. That, so that's, okay. that's um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't want to cosplay it until I play it, so I would. That's on my list. I want to float an unpopular opinion. Uh, Overwatch overrated? A little bit. Yeah, it's it a little bit to be honest. Because to be honest, there are many more hyped games like Counter Strike, Global Offensive. To be honest, but uh, Overwatch, it's easier to get into mainly because of the appeal and what it looks like to, to others compared to what Counter Strike looks like. I so feel like, I feel um, like it has a very wide, um, like. A very big demographic. Like, I feel like a lot of oh, does. different Absolutely. types of people are playing it. What were you saying, Seymour? Uh, it uh, came out at the same time as another game that I feel is, like, a way, way, way better shooter and way more fun. Uh, the criminally underrated Titanfall 2. I like, oh, actually play those games. I never did. Love, the first game is one of those games where, like, this is good, but I can tell the second game is going to be way better. And, like, it absolutely is. Like, the second one is so good. I I, uh, I haven't played it in a while, actually. Because like, we went away on vacation, and I put it down, and I haven't gotten back to it. But it is a 
Like, solid, solid shooter. The best shooter I've played in a long time. I made an attempt to play the first game. I made the I made the attempt. I got it when I got the Xbox One. And it came in, like, with that bundle pack thing. And I got it. I played it a few times. It was like, I was like, alright. This kind of feels like Call of Duty meets Giant Monster, Giant ro- Robot Death. <laughs> you know, it's fine. And then, you know, two, three weeks into, like, I think my final year at school, one of my roommates accidentally stepped on it and broke oh. the disc. Yeah. So I, I didn't get a chance to play the rest of it. So I didn't play Titanfall 2. Uh, but it I, did look good. I would recommend checking out too. It's really good. You stepping on the game. The thing about you stepping on a game totally reminded me of something. Um, was it me? Was it me? Was not me. It was Wait, a friend okay, of mine. I mean, yeah, that, but that story about stepping on the game reminded me of something. Um, do you guys uh, remember back to the days of G4? Um, oh, absolutely. Where I, I the, the show, show called X-Play, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't did... as cool as Attack of the Show, though. Yes, Attack yes. of the Show was not, not as cool. I used to watch Attack of the Show every night. But there was a moment they did ah. on X-Play where they took all of these game consoles and put them to, like, stress tests, basically. A physical test, yeah. Uh, to, like, see how long they could last. And guess which one lasted the longest? I don't know if you remember. Was the GameCube? The GameCube. Yes, the GameCube! No, they just no key off phone. Like a, like, no a, phone. like a ledge. Yeah, really. Keep it in your coat pocket. It'll you can play it. Snake on that thing. It's technically yep. a game console. You love it. And it can survive a nuclear blast, so... It really could. Yeah, well, now we got phones that are just, like, blowing up left and right, so, like... And bending on themselves too. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, G four was definitely underrated. X play attack of the show, um, but and that's where I got like a majority of my video game news from. And now it's just sort of just like it just sort of oh, yeah. happened. I, 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 I really miss G four so much. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh, I don't want to put the cart before the <laughs> horse, but I'm hoping to have a uh, a G four personality on in the near future. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, shit. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If it's Olivia Munn, I'm coming to Albany. I don't care. <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if it's goddamn Olivia Munn, I will like legitimately like it. Wow, yeah, we'll drive up to Albany to drool all over. Probably not. I'm not that good. No, no. Um, but one thing that I really love, I mean, I I miss like having a channel for that. Like I miss like being yeah. able to turn on. Like they have those shows where it was like about the history of like different game franchises. Like I remember. Yeah, it's called uh, Icons. Actually, yeah. Icons. Yes, I loved that show. It's on I remember they talked about the history of like music games. That was like even before mm-hmm. like, Rock Band and stuff came out. But like starting from Parappa the Rapper and taking you all the way through like DDR stuff. And and uh, horror games too. The beginning of the horror game genre with Alone in the Dark and even way back on the Atari systems. Yeah, I mean, like, even, like, just, like, oh, like, I want to see, like, some cool, like, video game documentaries. Like, they would show all that stuff in, like, video game-based movies. Like, please bring back G4. Like, now all they do is play cops. Oh, yeah, and then they would play <laughs> yeah. cops. Yeah, just, hey, want to watch cops all day? <laughs> cops and web soup. Oh, God, I love web- Cheaters. <laughs> Cheaters was awesome. Then, um, then- Cheaters actually wasn't bad, honestly. It was kind of hype, because it's, like, it showed the entire plan of, 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 of what was going to go down, and then they busted them. Exactly, it was awesome. Maybe like a year after it switched over to Esquire, there was like, I even read this like in the paper, you know, somewhere, some news source, like, that said like they're getting rid of Esquire because it wasn't doing well and G4 was coming back. And, and then like, came nothing, yeah, it just never came about. We were in LA like not that long ago and, this, and like the headquarters was still like in Yeah, like they still had to sign up on the building, yeah. Oh, nice. So, oh, like yeah. EB Games that have turned into GameStops, but the walls of the original EB Games are still there. Wow. <laughs> 
That's dank right there. I would say what, what, an example of those relics is uh, in Pennsylvania at the Lightcoming Mall in Muncie. The GameStop inside the mall still has an, an electronics boutique wall, which I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll never get rid of. Electronics but, boutique. But it is a GameStop, right. so. Now, um, explain what that is Electronics boutique? Yeah. That's the, that's what became, like, GameStop, basically. It was, uh... Back in the oh, day. There yeah, two, that was the GameStop back in the day. Yeah, there were two competing stores. There was, uh, Electronic Boutique, and then there was, uh, Babbage's, also. I don't even know what that, that, that is. Yeah. That sounds like cabbage, though. I feel like Grandpa Simpson <laughs> right now, like... The cabbages! Yes. In my day, no. we called them Liberty Cabbage, and you wore one on your belt, as was the fashion at the time. No, I, I, uh, the back, out on Long Island, I mean, there was, there was really, like, uh, there was Hollywood Video... That was where you could go and get a majority of, of your video games. They had, yeah, they they rent. You could rent movies the Hollywood Video, and then you could all. There was also like an attached side store called Game Crazy, and yes. that was where all the video. Yeah, that's where all the video games were. Other than that, there was there was GameStop, and that was all you got. For um for me, it was there was a GameStop, um and then obviously Blockbuster where you could rent all your games, which is what we used to do. Um, and then there was, I forget what it was called, but it was like a smaller, like privately owned um, game store that was like smaller and they would give you better deals on games and they could fix your consoles for not as much money as GameStop would charge. So yeah, that was a good time. I feel like now, around here anyway, I can't speak where for everybody else is, uh, like the, the small like indie game store is now like a thing. There's like a whole shitload of them around here now. Like, indie game know? stores? Yeah, huh. yeah. In regards to video games, though, or yeah, just absolutely everything? No, like video game stores. Yeah, there's like I really want to check out that Pastime Legends place. We pass it all the time, and we've not not gone in, and I, I feel like I want to. Yeah, in Scotia. Then there's like uh, there's Pastime Legends. There's a uh, J Street Games, which is a couple of locations around here. Like again, I can't speak for you know everybody else's locale, but around here it seems like a thing now. Yeah, no, it, I, it really is. Like, the smaller, you know, kind of retro game stores. Um, I, like, I'm lying, because I totally... There's one around me called uh, Video Game Trading Post, and that's the only one I can think of. But it, it, I guess you're right. It is There is a thing. Well, when I... Uh, before I moved to upstate New York, I used to live in the city, and in the city they have Video Games New York, which is, like, the best video game store mm. ever. That's um, good, actually. It is actually, like, in Chinatown, and, like, they have, like, some... I actually loved Chinatown when I was there, like, seven years ago. Chinatown is fucking amazing, and it's the best uh, place to get those, like, video games that are, like, maybe illegal to have. Yo, absolutely. My my fondest memory, actually, of Chinatown as a kid was, uh, like, a week before Street Fighter was coming out for Super Nintendo. Like, driving... We were going somewhere in the city, and, like, we were in Chinatown, and they had Street Fighter 2 for sale already, like... Stop the car! Stop the car! Yeah, they like steal shit on the streets there. Like, Get up! They were Get up! giving me like real. I, I bought like a purse that was like a real. This is like super illegal. Sorry, world. But they were they had like purses that were like obviously like real. And they were like, uh, how much do you want to give me for them? Like, off a truck? And, like, they're like, come on, do it fast! Quote, unquote, off a truck. I was literally, like, in eighth grade, so, like, I didn't know any fucking better, but that's, like, a thing that they do there. But, yeah, that video game store over there, fucking awesome. And they have, like, all those, um, like, if you, um, made, if you wanted to play a game that was, like, only in Japan, um, like, a lot of the games that I play, like, are based off of, like, anime and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of those games that, like, you know, are not out, out here yet, or... You know, we're in production or like maybe not coming out here. You could like mod your game system to play these Japanese games, 
which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I had a friend from Japan who like had like weird shit like that, like games you could only get in Japan. Like, yeah, like you had to like games for, you would recognize, but are now in Japanese for some reason. Yeah, like you could like get this like add-on for like I forget how you did it, but it was like software you could put on your PlayStation and like on your GameCube, so that way you could play these games. But yeah, I think I think there was a time called ROM hacks, but I'm not entirely sure because it is technically. Actually, it is technically an ISO. But speaking of really cool uh, video game stores, when I went to visit um, Emily up there where you guys live, when, when we when we all like conglomerated there, yeah. I forget what the video game store was called. I, ha- I had the business card, but it's not on me. Um, there was one at the mall location. Oh, I'm sorry, I think it was like J Street's Video Games. Yeah, yeah, it was something like J Street's. Um, not bad, actually. Pretty good selection. When I got a, a Suffering Times That Bind, which is a pretty uncommon horror game. Yeah, that one's kind of like a... Such a yeah. It's kind of like a chain around here now. So I think they're only oh, over really? here. Yeah, it's a local thing. Oh, but yeah, they have like like almost almost down to Atari. Like that's how many like old like the games are there. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty legit. Um, yeah, I still love video games in New York, but that's such a PA. Uh, my there is one away. called. Uh, what's the name of it? Oh, that's right. It's called Elite Games. It's in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It's like Central PA ish. Um, pretty much the same deal. Um, not as big as J Street's video games. It's pretty much a one of a kind thing. It, it's privately owned. Uh, they have everything from Atari to new. They have a really wide selection of like everything and all kinds of accessories and all kinds of uh, big iconic things like or, or, original packaging for consoles, games, all kinds of big releases, things like that. A really sick store in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we do actually have a, a PS One that we unearthed um, that's sitting in our bedroom. That, sitting like, idle. Oh, yeah, like man. we have no games for it. So uh, I'm thinking that I might like try and find some classic Resident Evil games so I can play in the bedroom because Seamart usually plays the outside TV. You guys still got a, a PS Two knocking around? I wish. Oh my yes. god! I was gonna say yeah because you know I what? I'm here. I am I definitely. I am definitely. Uh, longing for P- the days of PS2 because there was this game that I got by chance. A friend of mine like, here, you want this? I'm like, absolutely. What are you talking about? I don't have to pay for a video game. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, and it was called Herx Adventures. And it was... if you, uh, The most recently I've seen it was Ryan and Felicia Day played it together. That's amazing. And... and um, it's, it was kind of like a Diablo-style beat-em-up, but it was really cartoony, and it was like you could play as Hercules, uh, or like two other Greek heroes and stuff, and Hercules was voiced by Dan Castellaneta, uh, famously of uh, Homer Simpson yeah, fame. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a really cool game. I, I wish that a lot, of pe- a lot more people knew it and could play it and experience it. It was a hidden gem on the PS2 for sure. Uh, I, I wish I still had a PS2. There were like so many, so many good games. Uh, you say I wish, um, but we could literally probably yeah, go, buy, go one buy one. Like um, oh yeah, but going they're pretty plentiful. We were put it on your wedding registry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's literally. I feel like <laughs> um, we've been living together. We could just put useless shit on our wedding registry. Games like that. that were a letdown uh, recently: uh, Star Wars Battlefront, which I actually have come. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. I actually honestly. have come to appreciate it though, because that, that came out like a week before um, Fallout Four. So like, I got Star Wars, I'm like, I don't know about this. Hey, Fallout, and like I went to that hole for like months, and then I finally <laughs> picked it up like after like the disappointment kind of like, you know, set in. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'll check it out. It's a way better game without like that high expectation of living up to the old games because like the one the the Battlefront games for PS2 are amazing, uh, and this new one did not live up to it at all. Yeah, I mean. 
I've had I've, I've had some uh, you know the games I kind of got around like Christmas and stuff. I'm like still trying to go through because you know I'm an adult now and like I have shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know I've been playing through a few of them and I haven't been. I, I played Shovel Knight and everyone was like sucking Shovel Knight's dick for like months and I was like, oh, all right, I'll play Shovel Knight. Didn't like it at all. Didn't really. Didn't. I mean, I was really bad at it, so that's probably why I didn't like it. But uh, I've been playing through um, some some PS4 games. I played Watch Dogs too. I loved the original Watch Dogs. I played it on uh, Xbox One. I never played. And those. you know what? I wouldn't play one, but I would play two. Definitely play two because it's its own story. They only mention like the protagonist from the first game like once, and it's kind of like a fun little you know you hack the world, stick it to the man kind of game with your friends. Um, you know you don't have to play the original to play it, but uh, it, it's obviously acceptable but that one's you're kind of more like a lone wolf vigilante trying to stick it to the government kind of thing but no definitely wasn't disappointed by that and i just finished uh mafia 3 yesterday that's really solid game really good really good i really uh it was set it's set in uh louisiana in uh 1968 so uh, I really like the music that's going on at the time. There's like a lot of like you can hear a lot of Rolling Stones on the radio, a lot of old jams, a lot of like Creedence Clearwater revival, and that's like kind of the era of music that I grew up listening to because of my dad. And I mean, come on, the the, the menu screen is it plays all along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. I mean, it's it's incredible. Hey, and uh, you can the alligators, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, you can. You absolutely can. There's not only a there's not only a achievement for feeding a dude to an alligator. There is an achievement for being eaten by an alligator. <laughs> and I got both of them. And one and one of them, I'll wager which one I didn't want to receive. <laughs> uh, so no, it was a really good game. It's all about this guy Lincoln Clay. He comes home from Vietnam, and his dad, his stepdad, runs the black mob there, and he's in deep with the Italians. And it's kind of like his whole like working his way up the ranks story. It's really really interesting, and uh, I really recommend it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Does the PlayStation Slim play Blu-rays? That's my job. Um, I don't know actually. Um, I, I think I, it does. I don't know. How do that? I feel like regular DVD, but not Blu-ray. The, the yeah. Slim was the Slim was was it? It was PS2 and Slim, or was, yeah, it, was it PS3? It was PS2 Slim. No, definitely not. Then never mind. I was confused. Yeah. Was oh confused. wait, PS2. Wait, oh wait, your question with the PS4 Slim or the PS2 Slim? Yeah, two Slim. I'm no, thinking like two Slims. Definitely no. Yeah, no. Two Slims. That's a definite no. It'll play DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking right, right it has now on the internet. Right. What? What? Right. It would have to be like even if you wanted to watch a movie in a PS2 Slim, it would have to be. It would have to be playable because it plays DVDs off the games anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. they're DVDs as media. Um. Um. What is everybody doing right now? Um. Definitely. Um, random games of Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, playing some more of Mother Russia Bleeds, and uh, doing occasional Overwatch every now and again when my competitive friends get online, because I've come, I come to that phase where, like, I don't want to play it, like, for funsies really anymore. I want to get, like, better at it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just could not get into that game. Like, I, I'm a, I, you know, I love shooters, but that was just, like, I don't know if it was, like, too cartoony for me or what, but I just could not get into it. You know, I, I like I just said, I just finished Mafia Three, uh, but I am I just it's loading in my PS4 right now. It's updating is uh, Far Cry Primal, which I was really looking oh, forward nice. to. Yeah, that's a uh, game. I never I didn't finish yeah, it, but that's a good game. 
Alright, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't waste my time because I have Doom. I have Doom. Doom is great. Doom I have Doom on the come up. Seriously. We have Doom on the come up. I got the Duke Nukem 3D Anniversary Edition, which, I mean, Duke Nukem 3D was one of the first games I, I can remember playing. Like, one of the, like that. Uh, I remember playing Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was one of my that, first games. Dude. Bruh. Uh, yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash. Like, what are the first games you guys remember playing? Oh, what's the first game I ever played? Um, the only game I have a very vivid image of, but technically the first game I've ever played, would have been way back when. I might have been probably, actually, I would have been three years old because it came out in 96. Um, it would have been Donkey Kong Country 3 for the Super Nintendo. God, yeah. Yeah, no, for me, like, I was definitely... I mean, Chris, you were Chris, you were born in roughly, what, 1919? Uh, yeah. Around there? Right, yeah. He was born <laughs> was like, he like, right after uh, yeah, WW1. Chris had, like, Pong. Like, <laughs> I, I remember Armistice Day, like it was yesterday. Uh, uh, Chris's, yeah. first video, Chris's first video game was pushing a hoop with a stick, actually. <laughs> My, I actually remember, I don't know if this was the first one, but this is, like, the first thing I remember, was playing, like, combat with my dad when I was a kid, like, on a talk. Mm-hmm. Um, the Star Wars arcade game, I definitely played a lot of that when I was a kid. Um, I, you know, a lot, just basically a lot of, like, I've always had video games in my life. Like, I don't remember not owning, you know, at least an Atari. So it's just always been there. Like, I, mean, I had games like um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had uh, Yara's Revenge, which was an awesome game for Atari. Uh, Pitfall. I had Ghostbusters for Atari. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, my first game I ever remember playing was Echo the Dolphin. The Echo the Dolphin for uh, yeah, on Genesis. No PC. Come on. Incredible. No, wait, those that had a PC, really saw that? I know uh, I played it on PC. Like I don't know how uh, it could have been like an illegal thing. My could dad. Have been an emulator, yeah. I was gonna say my dad um, is a computer tech, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, I put those video games on here. Here you go. So, I don't know. But that was, like, one of my first games ever. I had, I had Rambo for PC back in the 80s. That was an awesome game. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I also remember the days when your internet would go out or your internet would get taken away and you would sit and play Space Pinball. <laughs> oh, yeah. <PC. laughs> that was my Minesweeper. shit. I love that. You gotta get the wormhole. I still don't understand Minesweeper until this day. This is life. another deep cut. I think it was great. It's, a, it's, like, a good amount of frustration and, like, your expectations being blown out of the water. Yeah, no, I, I can't deal with being frustrated. Go ahead. Um, this is another PC game I played when I was young. I remember, like, five or six. Uh, back in the 80s, there was this game called Crush, Crumble, and Chomp. Crush, Crumble. Yeah, it was basically like a movie monster game. Like, you were, like, you could pick your monster, you'd pick the city, and you'd just go destroy a city. Like Oh, like Monster Party for NES and uh, Rampage for the N64. Yes, or uh, War of the Monsters was a really great one for PS2. My shout out for you, which is available on uh, PlayStation Network now. I just learned the other day. Is it now? Yeah. I was just oh. watching. Uh, I was just watching uh, that they they put they re-released uh, Wild Guns on the uh, on the uh, on the PS4 on the PS Network, and wow, I watched the game awesome, play it. Yeah, that's that was a game that I remember playing a lot of uh, a lot of like in like arcade cabinets. Like that was that that used to be like the best part about being. Uh, my age, relative, like growing up, like uh, was going to places that had like arcade machines. Like I remember out here on Long Island, there was uh, oh, yeah. there was definitely uh, there was the, there was Jillian's or various Dave and Buster's. Oh, we had um, Jillian's up here. Um, yeah. But no, when I was a kid, like we had legit arcade. Again, it was the '80s, so like we had arcades everywhere, like awesome ass fucking arcades. Um, 
forget where I was going with that. We weren't allowed to go to arcades in the city because that's where all the pedophiles would hang out. So. Oh jeez. Yep. Yeah. Literally it's... lived in an arcade for most of the eighties. Yeah. There was one that was like. They had multiple people approach him, you know, promising candy and funny stories. Yeah, I got you know. to a few like unmarked white vans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally, I remember there was this one, uh, this one arcade that was next to where my eye doctor is now, or like might be like in Brooklyn, like where my eye doctor was. Um, but I remember it had like a smiley face on the door. And I remember that it got closed because someone got stabbed in there. Oh, sheep said bay. You are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Brooklyn. I lived in the streets, guys. Yeah, straight up. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. That's my. That was my childhood, guys. It was not fun and. Excuse me. Speaking of like fights and gangs at arcades, uh, especially when Street Fighter Three Third Strike that came out in 1999, when that was like new. And, and especially with with older Mortal Kombat games, I've I've heard of stories and I listened to stories from the fighting community and things like that. A lot of people have gotten really salty to the point where they've either uh, ripped their clothing, they've actually taken money from them, or they've straight up beaten them like physically as well. <laughs> wow. Video game fight turned into a real wow. fight. Well, oh yeah, honestly, it's very much a thing. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot to be said for places like Dave and Buster's now because like I have a blast at fucking Dave and Buster's, and I've been meaning to try out uh, what's it called, Lucky Strike has an arcade in it as well. That is really, like, an experience that I think... The cigarette brand? Yes, yes. Yeah, Cigarettes uh, they really room. expanded. Wow. Yeah. We're going right to the kids with this one. Uh, Lucky Strike <laughs> is actually... Um, it's a bowling alley and also an arcade and a um, bar at the same time. No, I was going to say, we, like we were saying about Street Fighter, like, I think it's an experience. It's really lost on a lot of, like, kids... Oh, it is. Oh, oh, totally, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, like... I, I mean, I was, you know, again, I keep saying, you know, back in my day, like, when Street Fighter <laughs> yeah. 2 came out, like, you like, you don't understand. You knew there was a Street Fighter game in the arcade because there would just be this giant mass of people. Everybody's got their quarters up on the machine waiting to play. Like, it's even oh, yeah. people. Like, you the quarter line. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember back, like, I've gone to all these places, like, these, uh, there was this place called, uh, the Fun Zone. And it was like this weird indoor amusement park. It was really weird. There was like ball pits and stuff, but there was like an arcade. And I remember having, uh, for like a, a, a decent amount of time, like three or four years, I had the highest score on, on, on Mortal Kombat on, in, their, in their particular store. And I just remember loving Mortal Kombat. And one of my friends really stuck it to me when I was in college and MK9 came out, so I was bugging out. Like, I, I was I was, I was, was just playing it in the common room, and he's like, Zach, I have a question for you. Did you play this game first, or did you have sexual intercourse first? I'm like, you really got me. <laughs> you really have me, friend. I definitely played Mortal Kombat, definitely first. Um, I remembered another place. I just Googled it to just show Seymour how creepy this place is. This was also a place in, in Brooklyn, in, like, Coney Island yeah, area. Yeah. And it was called Fun Time USA. It sketchy as fuck. And there was laser tag, <laughs> and I remember there was like a little arcade there, and I remember playing Soul Calibur there. Oh, come on. And also Great playing series. Soul Calibur um, on, a, on a big arcade machine in our movie theater, and being late for my movie several times because I kept winning, and my money kept being, and I was like, oh my god, I can't. My friends were like, you're an asshole. Come on. We're going to miss the movie. And I'm like, you go ahead. I'm having fun with Go on without me. I'm on this incredible ass-kicking streak. I just can't leave. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, but Fun Time USA was really sketchy. And I remember it always vaguely smelled of vomit. So there you go. Oh, jeez. 
It, it I, let's I start to have your literal money on the line when playing a, a fighting game or doing something like uh, Time Crisis, which I played a lot of in arcades. Yeah, I actually... Yeah, I, I, a lot uh, of that. When the first one came out, I won a contest at our local arcade. They had, like, a tournament. And, like, I cleared the first... Like, nobody knew who I was, and, like, everybody was, like, trash-talking, and, like, I'm like, okay, you know, like, I'm kind of good at this game, so nobody expected me to win. Like, if... This was, like, 1997, I think, when it first came out. So, like, I... I think so. Yeah, yeah. I stepped up, and I just started kicking ass. <laughs> like, I'm, like, if I... Like, if I could have done it, I would have been hitting shots, like, behind my back. Like, if this existed at the time, I would have dabbed while shooting. Like, <laughs> I, was, oh my God. I wrecked everybody, right? So, like, like, I came back. inventor of the dab. Yeah, I would have loved oh my God. the, the I dab. I came back next week for the finals, and, like, this must have been, like, a, like a ringer or something, because, like, there's this little kid there, and I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to destroy this kid. This fucking kid annihilated me. <laughs> like, oh. Nice. Then he went home for a celebratory. You know what? Speaking of getting annihilated at a game, um, recently at SetsuCon 2017, when I staffed there, there was a cool little fun little thing that me and my friend Brian were doing at the time because he was uh, managing the game room and whatnot. Because uh, since I was staffing, since I was staffing, I couldn't openly get in, get involved in tournaments or anything like that. But it was a fun thing because I donated like six CRTs, a Wii, GameCube, and a bunch of other games and whatnot. Um, lo long story short, um, I, I became the bonus final boss fight once the person won the uh, Smash tournament. There was a lady named Helen. It was actually uh, the head of State <laughs> University of... Um, uh, sorry, the head of the Smash group there at Penn State University. Because it actually pretty much took place at that area. And I, I have to say, that's the first time a girl has ever beaten me in a video game, very legitimately. She was actually decent. It was it was a, it was a Smash 4, not Melee. I wrecked her in Melee. But... Uh, because I pretty much, I pretty much knew how to play melee, but it was actually a pretty revelating experience, and we, and we became friends. That was like one of my "quote unquote" bar fights, if you will, in games. Um, I also remember uh, talking about like all these places that I used to go to as a kid. Um, honestly, like playing video games and like at, during down the Jersey Shore, um, like in those arcades, and uh, playing Coney Island in the summer, like were like really big parts of my childhood. Um, the one game that I used to play all the time was uh, the Ninja Turtles one. Um, mm, oh yeah! Oh yeah! One that's at um, Barcade, which uh, if you guys have never been to Barcade, it's uh, literally a giant bar filled with arcade <sighs> machines that you can so my friends, play for like a quarter, like back mid. My friends always try mm -hmm. to get me out there, and I just like don't want to drive. Come with us next Brooklyn. time, man. Yeah, this one in Manhattan too. It's great. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I I hate I hate going to bars, but yeah, I, I love Barcade. <laughs> yeah, we, like literally, we don't like to go outside of our house, but we will go to Barcade. So, hey, <laughs> Barcade. Right. Also, we went there on our first date. Cute, cute little tidbit right there. Everyone love us. Make me sick. I know. Anyway, um, no, I just. Uh, you know, I think that, that it's it's different now. It's definitely not like the go out and go to the arcade level of uh, level of video games anymore. But I mean, there is still like a, a need and like almost a almost a demand for that kind of experience because mm -hmm. like they're putting out games like I don't know if any is it called I think it's called Buckethead or something with Cuphead oh, something yeah Cuphead. There's this game coming out that it it it, it so looks like. A, yeah, it looks like a cartoon from like the 1930s, like Steamboat Willie, and it's like a, it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up that like. But even a game like Shovel Knight, like that's a game you could have found in an arcade if it had existed at the time. And I think that there's some sort of demand and also some sort of pulling away of that kind of arcade experience. Wow, like, look at the art for for Cuphead. It's it amazing. So yeah, cute. isn't it nice? Yeah, it's so nice. 
I just but like, yeah. Already. Obviously, people are going to want to play, like, you know, the high def, you know, like, they're going to want to play the Call of Duties. They're going to want to play the, the, you know, all the stuff that comes out. But there's also that slight demand for, like, that kind of, like, down home side scrolling beat em up kind of experience. I mean, like, a game. I'm having literal flashbacks to Game and Watch Gallery, which is another one of the earliest. Oh, that's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I one of those. Love I, I've always loved Gallery. them. It's a fun time. <laughs> Rescuing burning toads from buildings, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had Mario yeah. Toad. Like, he would fall out the window. And you'd have to go catch yeah. him with a trampoline. Oh, and you'd have to put them all. You'd have to put them all in the in the carriage, right? Yes. That yeah. game was fun. It was really good. No shit. I was good at that one, but the one that was fucking infuriating was the one with the octopus. I still don't know how to play it. It's still fucking annoying to me. I have it somewhere. It's probably here. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like it was like an octopus, and it was like you had to like get the treasure, but sometimes we had ink on you, and I still don't know how to play it. Well, unless you explain it better, I don't think any of us are going to learn it. <laughs> Octopus game right. and watch gallery. No, I just think that um, I think that it's it's weird that we're like kind of coming back to this uh, like that we're like trying to harken back and also move forward at the same time. Like that's also like very true of I think our culture in general because you look at movies nowadays and there's just so many remakes of so many things from like. HD remakes. I'm not a fan of it for the most yeah. part. So I have to yeah. have this game up for Seymour to look at. Why don't you send? Why don't you send it over here, and I'll see if I don't brain blast it's and remember. Like, <laughs> you're doing you're you're, you're over here. You're like a scuba diver, I just, and you have to go get the treasure before the octopus grabs you, and it'll like ink on you. It grabs you. Yes, it'll ink on me. That's it. It doesn't fucking eat you. I don't understand. <laughs> I think it. Eats no, you, yeah, but... that, that's literally all it does. Just inks on you. Yeah. Now it? get out of here. Wait, this person gamed over, so you can see what happens when you game over. Look, look, it's got, uh, it got um. There was oh, a yeah. Too, but it like rolls up and it, like grabs you. I remember this game. I remember this game giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, literally. I'm pretty sure this is the reason why I'm an anxious person. Thank you. Game and Watch Gallery Octopus Game HD Remake coming in 2017. <laughs> it's called Dark Souls 3. <laughs> now, that, now that makes... I'm glad you mentioned that because Dark Souls has become one of the series where it's like it's like Ninja Gaiden. It's like it's there's such a high skill cap that like it's like can anyone really play this game and then there's the people that are like get, get good scrub like fuck off like we're gonna we're gonna do do like a perfect run in like 30 minutes like i watched somebody beat mario 64 in five and a half minutes the other day i was just yeah that's that's a brand new record for uh, i think it's i think it's zero star i'm pretty sure now all i want to do is play this game like it's like very unsatisfying to watch it like I'm, I'm watching the, the burning like toad building. It looks like it'd be unsatisfying building. to play it. Also, what? No, it's so fun to play it. Like yeah. you think it's unsatisfying to play, but then once you're in it, you're like, come on, I need to get all these toads in the fucking basket. God damn it, Vegeta. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, look, and then sometimes it's a it's a thing that'll make you invincible for a little bit. Yeah, and then wow. look, yeah, you, yeah. So now you understand what it's like. Now we know. <laughs> now you know. Um, going back to the question I asked like 20 minutes ago, what's everybody playing? Right now I'm playing, uh, playing, I just started playing Dying Light. And a couple people tell me like how much fun that game was. And like I just got into it. It's pretty cool. I like the uh, the co-op aspect of because it. Because when, when 
on these one day asks Seymour go buy Resident Evil 7 he goes and buys another fucking zombie game that's not Resident Evil 7 because <laughs> he's annoying Dying Light I haven't really heard much about it me neither is it good? oh uh, with 7 uh, no I'm playing it I'm playing on PS4 uh, she's just going you know complaining because I, I bought that over uh, over the new Resident Evil but I am going to play new Resident Evil and we will play together so that way I won't it's honestly not bad but there are a lot of things that I would change about it and then that once you guys finish it I'm sending you a certain video so you can see someone else's perspective on it too it's not bad like it, it openly is not bad I've heard but, that um, it's bad as a Amanda, you're just a normie fuck when it comes to video games, aren't you? I am. You're just chasing the best, the, the most popular series, aren't you? Hey, well, listen, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, and if Chris Redfield's in this game, like, I'm gonna be there. Like, it's just a thing. That's my fucking boy right there. My boy. Right there. I killed the podcast. Well, the way Goodbye. to bring it to a screeching halt. <laughs> I need to, I need to, no, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Because there's always been the kind of, like, separation between the, uh, between the two. But there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of sports video games out oh, there. God. And I don't know, I don't, I mean, like, obviously they're reaching some sort of, they're reaching some kind of audience. There's somebody that keeps buying the new NHL hockey video yeah, game comes out. You know, boys, yeah, no. Games. Dude, bros. All damn sports fantasy people. <laughs> yeah. Now, coming from an objectively sports-heavy home, I was kind of the black sheep when it came to when I would to my hobbies. I didn't really care for doing sports. I mean, I don't uh, like the sports. Yeah, no, it's possible to not like the sprouts. I understand. Sprouts. I actually like that. <laughs> but uh, do you think that? If you were to just eliminate sports video games altogether, that it would be such a horrible loss to the video game community? Or do you think that there's a place for it? I think that yeah, more and more... I, I mean, yes, and no. I also feel like not as many people are playing that, playing those games, because everyone wants to hop on the, the nerd train now. So shit that we used to get made fun of for is now popular and trendy. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot of it. Long time ago, they said nerds will rule the world, and it's slowly happening. <laughs> yeah, like I used to play Resident Evil games, and they were never really like all that popular. Like when I was younger, I mean, the RPGs were significantly less popular, but like I was still kind of a weirdo for playing like a game that was like not a girly game, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm saying in terms of popularity of games back in the day, like because because we think about it, people didn't make quite as much. Like money was more valuable back then than it is today, in the sense of like you know. Making less back then means you're making more now and whatnot. Because like the thing is, games were, games were still as equally as expensive, if not more expensive, than they are today. Um, even back like eighties, nineties, and things like that. So whatever you kind of got was what you got for the most part. That's why like when I was um, like growing up as a teenager, I just kind of received what I received, and on occasion would buy what I, what I would really want to buy, and I was super happy with it. Um, one thing that I have to say is that if you think about what kids are playing today, as opposed to what we played as kids, Slenderman. Um, the, the one thing that little kids are playing, which, um, we were at our friend's house, and they have two younger daughters, and, um, you might have heard him on this podcast, The Fast Assassin, it's his children, um, the younger one is very obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, and a lot of little kids oh, are very obsessed with that, and yet yeah, it scares the fuck I, out of me, so I don't yeah. know how they're playing it and, like, sleeping soundly, but... Yeah, she, like, knows everything about it. Like, she was explaining shit to me, and I was like, girl, you got farther than I did, because I didn't fucking play that shit. I, like, watched Markiplier play it and cried with him, so... Yeah, no, I know, but, like, I feel like that kind of game has that sort of appeal to, like, 
the kids are like colorful characters and like because at the end of the day it is like characters designed for children at a pizza place like it is. It is. it's funny to me because it's like oh like they're like we have freddy and like he eats people and i'm like really because i had fucking nemesis and he fucked shit up <laughs> so literally i guess it's really not i will take bad. my zombie tank over your fluffy bear any day of the week you little bitch <laughs> <laughs> no but like honestly like when i think about it i'm like you shouldn't be playing that that's inappropriate it's like how much inappropriate shit did i play because my parents didn't know what esrp ratings were yeah. <laughs> thus came Mortal Kombat. Thus birthed um, ESRB. I, I played Dead or Alive. Those were some of my first like fighting games, like Dead or Alive Tekken, um, which is just like giant titties flapping around. It so, is. I, I say, Virtual Fighter is where that first originated. Literally, it gave you an option in, in the options menu. Yeah, it was like jiggle on oh, or jiggle off. Turn on right? bouncing breasts. <laughs> I will never. Um, but that, that brings me to this, uh, which I think is a really good. Um, who are your video game base? Who, who like, do you... Oh, jeez. I'm going to throw it out there just real quick. I'm going to throw it out there real quick. I just remembered that my dad got me um, uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 2 on the GameCube. Oh, the Xbox one? The, 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 the beach volleyball one. Oh, the one that's like titties. That's literally... Borderline, borderline pornography that yeah. game was. <laughs> my parents didn't I, know any better. I don't know. Video game base, I'm going to I'm gonna need a moment to think. Yeah, I don't think oh, I, can, I, I could do boys and girls space. Oh. I have waifus and I, I, that, that's true. That's very true. Um, um, I would say my top five husbandos, um, Sephiroth. This is no particular order. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Literally, because I, mean, I, I still love that. Do you have a banging theme song like that? Like, come on. Um, I will say, um, fucking what's his name? Jesus Christ. Um. Riku from Kingdom Hearts? Boo! Oh, the, uh... You mean Riku from Final Fantasy? Oh, Riku is in Kingdom Hearts as well. It's a different person. It's a boy Riku, not a girl Riku. Obviously, there are two. One's with a K, one's one K, one's with two Ks. Girl Riku's on my wife list. Uh, Jan Lee from Dead or Alive. Cut me a slice of that shit. Um, I remember that. Chris Redfield. I think I might be past five now. Chris Redfield. And, um... I don't know. I think that's it. But waifus, yeah. like literally the whole cast of Dead or Alive, waifus, Ayani, Kasumi, Michelle from Tekken, Nina from <laughs> Tekken, <laughs> just like, it's easier for me to find waifus, honestly, sad times. Amanda likes those fighting game titties. I do. That's it's good. It's so jiggleable. Like Chun-Li. Yes, yes. Chun-Li. Chun well, I'm a little afraid of her because her thighs could like crush me. Uh, that uh, that's the exact reason I love her. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um, Cammy will always they be do. gay. Cammy's got like yeah. that booty from above. Uh, and, and and she's British, so you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch and like a lot of Overwatch and like to the I would say Mercy is is definitely a top waifu right I now. I love Mercy in her witch costume. So cute. Ah, uh, shut up. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna touch that. That's the greatest thing to happen uh, to that <laughs> game. Um, I don't know. I'd have to say probably Cortana from the Halo series was a big one. Even though she didn't. Even though she didn't exist in the virtual world where she didn't exist. So there was kind of like two degrees of separation there. Um, um I will argue femship and maleship. <laughs> Both. Uh, Fem Chef's up there. Fem Chef's up there for sure. Jennifer, um, she's awesome. I'm gonna have to say, 
Uh, so what am I on? Two, three now? I don't even remember. Yeah, I'll count Femme Chef to make it three. Um, I'm gonna say Ivy from the original Soul Calibur game. Oh, she's good. She's hot. Just, just step on me, honestly. She's like, like, it's the it's crazy perfect. bitch. Like, you know, yeah. she'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Definitely, for sure. I would say that. Um, Daddy King, too, probably. Listen, don't knock until you tried it. I mean, uh, I'm gonna say as well, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, and the only thing that's coming right up to mind is, um, what was the name? Oh, uh, Halsey. Uh, uh, Agent Halsey from the Halo 2. I used to really like Halo, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is Halsey from Halo 2 was, was was pretty cute. I'm kind of weird about this one, is actually, because um, the one that... i to see if I got that right. It was years ago. Um, Silent Hill 3, the, the main protagonist, Heather Mason. That's when I realized, I'm like, oh shit, I love Tom Boyce. <laughs> Bubble Nurse. Bubble Nurse. Cheap A. They're not bad too. Those are sound No, Halsey was the head. You got that. Sorry, <laughs> Halsey was the old doctor. I, I screwed spoopy, that right I up. I have a spoopy kick, guys. I mean, Gross. what about you, Seymour? He's being so quiet. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I will say Chun Li. We have filled many a mighty uh, opponent together. <laughs> Them uh, thighs, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I honestly have no clue. Like. Jill Valentine, come on, those nah, titties. I don't feel any connection. I gotta go with, I gotta go with uh, Cat from Fallout Four, the uh, the the redheaded Irish chick. She's 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 gonna replace Halsey. She was she was bad. <laughs> I wiped her up immediately. Her and Piper are, are absolutely tied well, for that game. You gotta lock that down. You know who you up from Soul Calibur? Tira. She Tira. Yeah, she she kind of reminds me of Harley Quinn, who's yeah, been like a main bitch for a long Quinn, time. Like, so I, I used to like I used to like Cassandra and Sophia because they were sisters, and I had like a I had like a threesome <laughs> people that I thought that it was gonna go on with that. <laughs> yeah, but Sophia had that move where she sat on your face. She straight up just sat yeah, on your face. Wait, face. what happened? Yeah, Sophia's grab move in, in Soul Calibur Two was she just sat on your face and slammed you to the ground. It was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> sounds, sounds lovely. Who's yeah, the guy no. that's like what a way to go. scary communist guy from from Dead or Alive? You, scary communist. Scary communist guy? All you know communist. Who I'm talking is about scary. the Russian dude. Uh, I don't know. I, he has oh, wait a pants. He was really buff. Reminds me of wait, you mean the guy that built that android in like Dead or Alive four or five? I don't know his name. Cricket. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Tina. Tina's Bay. She is. is um. I mean, Hayate, if you're gonna go there, too. Was it, was it Bayman? Yes! It's right. almost like Baymax, or almost like Dayman. I was gonna say, how do you actually spell that? Dayman. Ba- literally Bayman. B-A-Y-M-A-N. Dayman. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the only... <laughs> Fighter of the Nightman. Uh-huh. You can't just say it and not sing it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, there are so many video game husbandos and waifus. I mean... I just I can't even. I mean, most of I mean Chris can't really answer because most of the most of the girls when he grew up were just pretty much bit crushed. They were all just yeah, like pixels like, like, on screen. Pixel. Really hard to kind of, really hard to get off to that. Yeah, square boobs just don't do it. <laughs> the original Laura Croft. I mean, come oh my on. God, cone cone titties. Those would destroy you. <laughs> 
Uh, on that note, I think we uh, I think we should uh, stick a pin in the video game. Uh, I agree. Not when it's come down to cone titties, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, I, think that's a, I think that's an acceptable marker for we've run out of things to talk about. Yeah. I always bring it to the cone titties. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do this again. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll narrow down a more specific topic. This is just yeah. giving you know giving you the listeners our, our credentials as game nerds. Yep. We try. Yeah. I hate Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I'm going to fight you because I was just looking at buying that I hate, PS2. I absolutely dislike, I dislike Kingdom Hearts as a series. Bring on the hate. I don't care. I'll fight you. <laughs> All right, great. Sounds tomorrow. good. I can't say I'm a fan anymore. I've never Thank seen any of them, actually. You. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to play them They're right an now. investment. I'll say, they're, like, legitimately an investment of your time. I'm great so guy. sick of people dick riding. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Disney and video games suck my dick. Alright. <laughs> Alright, folks. Well, this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I'm Seamart. I'm Undies of Wendy. And Zach B. And Kongbuster. That's right. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, Yay! His first appearance. He survived. He did. There he is. In my stomach. It's super good. I mean, half my dinner because I'm like, I can't do this right now. Watch out for those cone titties, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good evening. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>